0: Hey, 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 it's January 26th, I believe, Saturday, 27th maybe, I better check, Saturday morning about 9 o'clock in the morning, or 8.59 a.m., out walking the butt, and uh, I haven't mastered the podcasting yet, because I, I did about two minutes, and I was interrupted by a phone call. And uh, not that those two not that those two minutes were like the most awesome podcast words ever, but there's two minutes lost two minutes. So we're back on track. I'm still heading down the hill here a little bit. It's not much of a hill, a a slight decline. And it's Saturday morning and it's 46 degrees, which is actually kind of warm. It's uh, the sun's out, no clouds typical Arizona blue skies not a cloud to be seen and uh, I did check the community for fun it's 42 degrees and for anyone that's uh, listened to some of these earlier episodes on the podcast I believe they were in May and June and July when it's really hot here so I commented on, uh, commented on the humidity all the time because we would get 5%. So June's coming. And uh, this is the, the ideal time in Phoenix for weather. So this is when you want to visit Arizona is uh, probably between October and June 1st. So that's a pretty good run. You got October, November, December, that's three. And then you have January, February, March, April, May, five. So you get a good eight, eight solid months of just ideal weather, and four challenging months of heat. So we, it's it's just a different, different world. So right now, the rest of the United States is. Um, dealing with snow and cold temperatures. Uh, we're just out walking the dog in the sunshine. And it's 9 in the morning, so I, my brain is already kind of like thinking ahead. And not, and it's okay to probably think ahead as long as you don't get negative or depressed about it. But I am thinking of a little bit of June, and at 9 in the morning, it's probably going to be 90 degrees. Kind of kind of getting on the edge of uncomfortable and then uh if it's 90 at 9 you know it's going to be like 110 in the afternoon so that's what we do out here but at right now at this moment it's beautiful a little chilly but comfy and we enjoy it and we i can see like 10 miles or so and over some uh desert plains to some other rocky hills and uh, people are out riding their bikes now, probably running and uh, so what's been going on the last couple weeks? I don't know, I started listening to a uh, I don't know if it's a it's not really a podcast, it's more like a teaching on, on speaking and communicating, communicating that's it so I'm listening to um, a session by uh, Rob Bell, who's, I guess when that, when his name comes out of your mouth, you kind of, you kind of go like, well, a lot of people think he's a heretic. And I don't know. I don't think he's a heretic, but he's a very interesting fellow. And I think he's a fairly good communicator. I guess some people don't like what he communicates a lot of times, but I, I listen to him and And uh, I don't have any, I don't think there's anything uh, wrong or scary or fearful to listen to Rob Bell. So I think he's quite an effective communicator. So I enjoy listening to him. So he's got this series called Something to Say. And he's talking about public speaking and um, it's kind of like, quote unquote, behind the scenes, how he thinks how he, he has his own weekly podcasts, and he has interesting subjects, but he also does public speaking and goes around the country and gets on stage, and people like to listen to him. and He usually comes up with a, a theme once a year, and they, um, he takes that theme out on tour. So this year is the Something to Do with Joy. I forgot the name of it, but Something to Do with Joy. Joy's good. It's good. So the something to say. So part of the early on, it's about uh, there are people that they like for their jobs, they have to do public speaking and uh, in the religious circles who that's only religious people would call Rob Bell a (laughs) heretic because they they have some kind of uh, belief system that they're trying to protect. something i don't know so um yeah so a lot of ministers pastors they get up every week and do a sermon and speak publicly and and he comments that he did that for 25 years or so he's been doing it for 25 years public speaking he loves it he loves speaking so it's just uh something he's very interested in and i would say he does quite well and then people will question the content of his message but I, I'm not a, a follower he's not asking people to follow him he's just kind of speaking and sharing his thoughts and they're they're not bad I don't know but I'm not a follower I'm not like oh I gotta follow every belief of this guy um, just because I'm so I think he's so cool or something no I, I listen to him and I engage your brain, analyze it, think about it. Uh, you know, there's so much pressure in various communities to to say that oh, we've got this figured out. We know what this and we are our, our method and what we believe is is the correct way. And other people are wrong. So I'm kind of giving that up. I don't really I don't think that's a healthy way to live. But back to the essence of communication, I think I violate these things on the podcast, right? So like one of the concepts is to have structure. So I don't have, I don't say, okay, welcome to the podcast. Here's what I've prepared for you today. This is, we're gonna talk about this subject and then we're gonna talk about that. And then we're gonna talk about this. So I don't, the only structure that I have for this podcast is, I think if you're listening to it, you probably know that there is no structure to this thing, other than I'm walking my dog, and and Bud kind of takes me on a journey, and uh, there's a few choices that Bud can make along the way, and most of the time, I'm pretty accommodating to Bud's, to Bud's uh, desires, so... We happen to be walking by a house with another dog behind the fence who's barking because Bud is, uh, Bud's another dog and they like to communicate. So now that dog is is uh, whining and I have to, unfortunately I have to stop a bit here. And uh, so we're going to hear that little bark for, for a bit. So that's the structure of of this this talk. So what what am I doing? I don't know. Why am I doing this? Um, something to say. So it's it's the 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 twist of having to say something, right? So there's a, it's a play on words a bit. So someone comes to Rob and says, "Oh man, Rob, I need to." I want to improve my public speaking. I want to improve my talks. I want to improve how I communicate. And so Rob has all these ideas on how to do that. And And I'm, I'm enjoying listening to them. And um, so one of the, the keys is, is having a thought of, oh, next week I have to say something. I have to get up in front of a group and I have to um, speak for 20 minutes, you know, I'm going to be at this conference, or I'm going to go here and there. And I have to say something I'm committed to it. And he, he and and that's, there's lots of speakers, people go and do public speaking. And I guess this podcast is definitely not public speaking, right? I mean, I'm just sharing my thoughts through technology. And uh, yeah, it's a different environment. So I don't really have <laughs> the structure. But so the theme, though, to, to go from the change you want to do is go from, oh, I got to say something. I have to get up next week. I have to do this. The change is to to go into a presentation where you have this fire, he calls it. This fire. I have something to say. Not that I don't have to say something, but I have something to say here. I got some fire. I'm really fired up about this. So... In my gut, I kind of feel like these podcasts are, you know, I got something to say. Is it significant? Eh, sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. But uh, I just let it fly. There's no, (laughs) I'm letting this baby fly, walking the dog. Okay, bud. And uh, why am I, what's my fire this morning? I, I don't know, my fire this morning is i think i'm i am i am tired of listening to podcasts i've listened to a lot of podcasts this week so probably it accumulates like um i've listened to rob a few times for a few hours right so that that adds up and i'm like well i can walk buddy and i can i can uh listen to another podcast i can like last night i talked to my brother who's freezing in Boston area. And then, you know, this morning, it's a little early, so I don't really want to talk to anybody right now. And I don't want to listen to a podcast. So what am I left with? I guess this is the time. I go, it's time for me to do another podcast. So let me uh, also comment on the listener. So you get... This technology is kind of cool, right? And it's set up probably to, for people to develop a following or develop um, something. And eventually you, you try to sell something, right? And that's what a lot of podcasts are for. It's, it's just talk, right? Whether it's political talk or religious talk or you know, whatever. Spiritual, could be anything, It's spiritual talk self-help talk um improve yourself talk and so people and people develop their brand so i guess i'm i'm developing my brand and like people that are like really serious about brand branding yourself they tell me they probably tell me stuff like well you got to be intentional about your brand yeah you got you got to be intentional about it and like i guess i i don't know I don't want to think that hard. Does anyone really want to think that hard? <laughs> and, and so, I want to be a per. I want to be a person. So, when I guess the book. I guess another book that's influenced me the last month was John Orberg's um, "The Me I Want to Be." So, I think I talked about that before. So, it's probably you read a book like that and it has an impact on you, influences you. So all of the listener you you know god made you the way you are and so many messages we get are to try to constrain us and put us in a box but that's being in the box is no fun right the real creativity the real joy in life is is uh fitting in our lane doing what we enjoy so probably i enjoy babbling talking chatting and uh hopefully it doesn't get me into too much trouble, sometimes it can' get me in trouble, sort to speak, like people don't want to hear it, so I gotta shut up, but I'm walking my dog right now, so and no one's no one's put a gun to your head to make you listen to this, so there you go, but I think there was twenty according to anchor f m who's the method that I'm using this thing called anchor f m and you just once you figure it out you just start pushing buttons and off you go when you're podcasting and hopefully the sound is good i don't do quality control on this thing i don't edit this thing it's all possible to edit but i'm not slick i'm not trying to be slick this is the uh, alternative outdoor non-studio walk around the neighborhood type podcast and am i doing it for you Um, probably not. I mean, I'm just doing it for myself. And if you enjoy it and you get a chuckle and have a laugh, that's great. And I'm just, I'm also kind of playing with the feedback I get that the people enjoy listening to dulcet tones, which is that English expression for a voice, the sound of someone's voice. So apparently I have dulcet tones, so. At the least, you get 20 to 30 minutes of dulcet tone. So I guess I don't know if I'm an early adopter to podcasting, but I don't mind listening to someone speak and babble, you know, so I'll listen to all kinds of things. But it's good background, good background noise. Or maybe maybe it's for those who don't like to be alone. If you listen to a podcast, you may not feel alone right you' got it's like somebody's talking to me man someone's talking someone's saying something something somebody has something to say. How about that and so i'll probably it's going to be a misleading title to this podcast because I'll probably say um, call it something to say, and the question's going to be, well, what was it that you had to say i don't get it i don't I don't I don't get what you're uh, what you have something to say. So so it's probably in there. There's going to be I do have something to say, of course. The um, the fire, the very first instruction or kind of guidance from Rob Bell is to have fire. You've got to have fire. You don't want to if you stand up in an audience and you're bored with the material yourself. Like if you're bored, then the audience is going to be bored. So I guess in some respects, this podcast is communicating and I do have, quote unquote, an audience. Although I don't get, I don't have any visual cues that you're out there. I don't see any body language response. So if I was standing on stage in front of 20 people or so, I could look at everybody in the eye, and, I, and and I would get feedback. I would get nonverbal feedback about what's going on. But here, this is just one way, speaking into earbuds, microphone, and letting it fly. So I'm not bored with this, that's for sure. I'm walking. I'm not bored with walking the dog because Bud needs to be walked, and I enjoy walking him. And he's on a, a little different path today, but I'm like, okay, we'll go with it. Bud's doing his thing. I can do that, I can go with that. So, um, what can I say? What can I say? What What can I say? Well, I can say a lot of things. Do I have something to say? Something to say today? So after fire, you gotta have some fire, have something passionate about, find, find some fire. And if, have to talk about something quote unquote boring then your audience is going to be bored so you've got to find somehow to make it interesting to yourself and I guess that's one of the messages of when we communicate we're, we are communicating to ourselves, we're speaking to ourselves and I like listening to Rob He's like he puts a lot of work into it which is great you know he, he tries to make it really tight he calls it a really tight message, a really tight, and he spends hours on it, and then, but he does it, he also talks about preparation. So if someone has to give a speech, see the pressure for me right now is I'm just walking the dog. So I'm just doing what I want, and I'm speaking, but, uh, and technically it is public speaking because it's going out. If I push the publish button, it goes out into the cyberspace, and, um, so a tight message is what rob works on and part of it reminded me also of preparation he's like if you're a pastor and you have to speak every sunday for 30 minutes there's a lot of pressure on you to figure it out and some guys are naturally good at it some struggle with it but they force themselves through it and they spend hours on it right and so rob's thing is like it's not the amount of hours you put into it it's he, he kind of looks at it as a way of living, right? It's like he talks about a few messages he's brought there. he has just collected pictures on his iPhone. And he may see something when he's, he's out and about, takes a picture of it, and he just puts it in his phone. Probably takes less than a minute to take a picture and put it in the phone, and then it just sits there. And so he collects experiences, collects ideas, and he talks about how they may come back many years later and go, oh, I'm gonna use that now. So he he kind of presents a concept of just always be observant, looking around. And I think that's what walking the bud is kind of like for me, is uh, I just walk the bud and I'm observing. It's really quiet out this morning. There's not a lot of activity out here and uh, we're just doing our thing it's comfortable it's sunny and warm can't complain about that and uh, so preparing a a talk it's it's having that fire of having something to say really wanting to get an idea across and i have some of that and uh, then there's also this flow he talked about having a flow and, and um, some of it gets twi- tied into structure. So if you have a structure, you know, when you stand up in front of a group, I noticed that he's doing this more and more. It's just a habit of his. It's like, okay, today we're gonna talk about dink, ka-dink, 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 you know? So there's the structure. So you kind of know what the structure is. And it may be a confusing structure. It'll be an outline type thing and it's there but it also raises curiosity. You kind of know where maybe they're going, but you're also confused. So you're interested, so we know that you're listening because you're like, okay, I gave you the outline. This is it. And so you have flow and then you flow. And so he's all about preparation too. And and you, you let these things, these talks, these messages build over time. It might be a whole year of letting this stuff simmer and build. and and think about the concepts and they it's not something you just sit down one week and crank out and that's the difference between having having to say something every sunday you, you kind of have to force yourself into a routine but it's it's uh and there's structure there's probably some self-imposed structure about what you're gonna study about and uh and that's that's nice to have some structure right So, um, flow, and then the last thing is like witness, witness he talks about. Witness is something that you've seen and you've experienced, and you have to get it across to people. So I have elements of that in my my gut, you know, my witness of this um, spiritu, spiritu, the sola, sola, spiritu ambulantio, the six sola. So we need to uh, walk in the Spirit from a the religious standpoint. Is, um a lot of emphasis on the, the Scriptures, sola scriptura, sola fide, by faith alone, by the Word alone. And, um, yeah, I think it's time for by the Spirit alone. And uh, so I'm, that's, that's uh, my fire, I guess you'd say. And I talk about, and in my, my mind, I, I say that there's, um, we just had the 500th anniversary of Martin Luther's 95 Theses which is commonly thought as like the beginning of the Reformation and yet it wasn't quite that clear-cut as 1517 October. I think Martin later says that he really didn't know what he was, what he was getting into or doing at the time. But maybe it was a couple years later, like even even 1519. So about now, maybe about now, Martin Luther was uh, really getting his his ideas about the Reformation going. But my thing is, is okay. Great. we needed that. that, that needed to happen it did happen but I think we're still stuck in reformation mentality it's my, my fire we're still stuck in reformation mentality and that this is the right way this denomination's got it figured out this one's right, they're wrong got to be in our club we're in, they're out, it's us, them and uh, so that's all reformation mindset and I'm, my fire is the transformation mindset. I'm. Nobody has it figured out really. So, I mean, even the people that think they figured out, they'll they even have this like cognitive dissonance, and say like that they don't have it figured out. So like, it's kind of weird. It's like they, on the one one moment, they'll communicate and behave as if. they're the the only way, this is the only way. But then, you know, in another setting, another time later, you might get the same person to admit that, uh, well, really, I don't have it all figured out. So you get this mixed message of like, well, wait a minute. For the longest time, you're kind of promoting like, this is the only way. But now you're telling me that really, you... (laughs) you can't possibly have it all figured out, which I would agree, they can't. I don't. And I'm not saying the goal is to be perfectly correct in knowledge and understanding, but that's why Paul calls it a mystery. So if Paul thought it was all outable that all this stuff was clear-cut, and we could all figure it out, it wouldn't be a mystery, would it? So course, I mean, am I, am I abusing the scripture there? I mean, to some extent, maybe, maybe I am. I mean, there's, of course, there's core concepts, but it's a personal transformation journey thing that uh, I'd like to see stopping the virtue signaling, they call it, where religious organizations set up a boundary marker format of this is the If you do this, you're in. If you violate this, you're out. Beliefs, but they're usually silly little external behaviors which have nothing to do with walking in the Spirit of God because they're just boundary markers. And that's how humans can best relate to one another. So if you follow these boundary markers, you're in. If you're outside the boundary markers, you're out. And if you're like me and I say, hey, I think that's a boundary marker, that's not important. Well, then the people that love the boundary marker are going to say that I'm, a, I'm crazy or something. Like, I don't get it. No, you have to conform to our boundary marker or you're out. So you have the ins and the outs. So, Bud, what are we going to do? Are we going to walk up the rocky trail here or what are we doing? Do you want to go up here? I think you do. Okay. So we're going up the... the the desert, the rocks we are no longer on the uh, sidewalk path. It's just the natural dirt path of the desert. <laughs> so we're but it's still the earth and it's not doesn't have its boundary markers. I'm walking on the back on the sidewalk for a little bit here. But really, a sidewalk is kind of a boundary marker. So we don't really have grass out here, so there's no signs that say stay off the grass. And no one's going to put up a sign that says stay off the, stay off the desert rock. Because just, that's just not done. It's not an important boundary marker. So we're going to walk walk on the dust, walk on the, the, uh, the rocks. So this is the kind of podcast, I mean you might hopefully you're saying just well that's interesting. So I'm just walking and we're integrating this exterior outside experience of walking the dog into to boundary markers. So I'm back on the the gravelly rock here in the deserts of Arizona And uh, what else what else what else what else so Structure, fire, uh, the flow, and the witness. So I'm witness of transformation. So there's there's a deep frustration of trying to change other people. And there's a, there's a stress. There's a burden of thinking that other people have to conform to your beliefs. And as I, as I back off that and say, like, well... You know i why should my opinion be the guiding opinion unboundary marker issues, so as I open my mind up and say, "Well, maybe I don't have it all figured out and and they that doesn't mean the other person has it all figured out, but maybe I should just be looser with what I dig in on as there. Dig in on and say if things have to be a certain way. So the oh, another dog behind the behind the fence growling, and uh, so we let that boundary marker view shift. So where am I going with this? I forget. So witness. The transformation. I need. To, I need my own change, and, and I need a distribution curve or a curve that um, I think I see in the the scripture. It's it's if you look for it. I mean, this is again, it's frameworking a bit, but sanctification, changing, getting better. If I look at people and say, "Hey, God loves every person, and we're all on a journey." It's not like my my beliefs and faith and thoughts are, weren't instantaneous. They developed over time and experience. So why would I not think that the same God that kind of opened my eyes to faith can do the same with other people and they're on a different journey and a different time. and They don't have to be at the same time point of belief is me and there's probably other people that are quote unquote more advanced than I am. So this is where my mathematical experience comes in and I prefer to see not that I've arrived at any level that I'm I'm on a journey path of hopefully improving. Now, will I have setbacks? Of course I'm gonna have some setbacks and I, I don't really wanna have setbacks aren't any fun. And what's a setback? I don't know. I I don't even know if I, why I brought that up. But I'm just saying that the general trend of the curve is getting better. And so when I, a few years ago, when I started thinking about the fruit of the spirit and its fruit, its result, and it's like some nine things. It's love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. And uh, I think about the fruit. And it's not all or nothing, too. That's another concept I've kind of been fighting my whole life is the all or nothing thinking. It's like, am I loving as possible? No. Am I at as much peace as I can possibly be at? No. But can I get more loving? Can I make steps in that direction? And if I make steps in the right direction of being more loving and having more peace then it takes a pressure off me the self imposed pressure of catching myself in a moment where i'm stressed or anxious and i'm not at peace if i as i start to think of it more of a a curve of increasing peace as opposed to absolute peace achieving absolute peace and being absolute loving that's not gonna happen I don't believe that's gonna happen instantaneously although we do get those messages unfortunately from churches sometimes it's like if you just believe the gospel your life's instantly gonna change and you'll have this perfect peace and perfect love I think that's a message that's not beneficial probably not accurate either since we do have Paul talking about um, if these qualities are yours and increasing more and more the loving the fruit of the Spirit if that's increasing that's great that's what we want so whoever's listening to this you might have a lot more peace in your life than me you might have more love and uh, maybe more self-control And that's great, but you're probably not perfect at it. And we probably tend to compare ourselves to one another. And uh, so I I kind of feel like, man, I'm really backing off on big issues. I mean, we tend to look at really big issues and think that they're important. But I'm starting to see, like, the small issues are really the important things. And I still don't even get it. I'm still working through it. It's like, how do I interact in the moment? You know, it's the living in the moment concept. Whatever interaction I'm having with this person, they're a human being. And so, how to honor them and uh, give them my best, is, that's a, a nice little uh, expression from Rob. So when, we, when we're communicating, or public speaking, of course, he's talking about, but even in just one-on-one, if I honor somebody, and give them my best, that's what I should be doing. And whatever my best is, I don't, you know. So um, there's that. And then there's another phrase I'm gonna to have to write down. I think it's something like, interesting people are interesting. And I think, I don't think I have the quote exactly right, but it's kind of those curious people, the people that are interested in the world that have lots of interests. They're the ones that are interesting. They're kind of fascinating people to, to um, listen to. And, and they're, they're exploring, right? They're interested in things. So I think that's, I'm kind of interested. I'm very curious about stuff. And I probably, probably could back off my curiosity a bit. <laughs> so, so my weakness is, one of my I don't know I guess it's a weakness or something i I'm so dang curious, and I dig so deep I just can't it's like okay the the hole only needs to be six foot deep, but I'll probably keep digging to eight, nine, ten feet just because I enjoy the digging so much. Hey, that helped just expressing that just helped me, and I don't know if I can catch myself digging deep because I think a lot of people are like. They've already dug the hole six feet deep. It only needs to be six feet deep. They've dug hundreds of holes six feet deep. But I'm so stinking curious, I think of every hole as a new hole. I'm like, I find some reason, well, this hole is different than the other hole, so I'm gonna go deeper than six, I'm gonna go seven. And I'm enjoying the digging so much that I'm gonna go eight, nine. And other people might look at me and go, well, that's, what are you doing? The hole only needs to be six foot deep. Why you keep dig- digging? I just enjoy the digging. I just, I just can't. It's not that I can't stop. I'm just like, I have such a habit of digging, digging, digging. So I don't know if I can keep that image in my head. It's probably really helpful to me if I can just think of it that way. Is that I? I'm a curious person, which makes. Hopefully makes me an interesting person. But how does that benefit you? I mean, what, uh, well, how can I give you my best? So I don't get any feedback really on the podcast, but uh, I don't think I really, um, provided a means for it on the, on the Anchor FM app, you can somehow send a message and, uh, Get feedback that way. So maybe I'll just leave it a bit difficult for people to give me feedback. I don't know, you know, resonate? This is a mathematical frequency thing. Does this resonate with you? I'm just doing it because I'm walking my dog. I'm just talking. And uh, we're about three minutes from home. So I'm probably going to end this podcast soon. And I will title it Something to Say, just in honor of... Rob Bell's talk and then I'm learning about that and someday I may have to more seriously apply his uh, advice and experience. So someday I may actually not be able to just walk the dog and talk. I may have to stay in one place and look out on people and go alright what's the feedback I got to lay out the structure have some fire get some flow going and witnessed some things and uh, that that could be good but I don't have any dates coming up when that's gonna happen but and that's probably the best for me it takes all the pressure off I have no pressure I do these podcasts when I feel other things bore me, like listening to some <laughs> listen to somebody else's podcast, but it happens to feel like I'm bored this morning, so I'm not going to do it so i'm going to do something that's not boring, which is record my own podcast. How about that? So we're at the gate I've got some chores to do today, and we'll see how I do on that and uh move forward so I thank you for listening all this way to this point in the podcast and I wish you the best whoever you are listening and may you be blessed in your day whenever your day is and if it's snowing, cold, rainy hot it doesn't matter because it is what it is so breakfast awaits i've got a message here it's time to have breakfast and this is about a 40 minute podcast and a 40 minute recording so here we are and, uh,